I don't think we'd go there. That was surprising. Yeah. That was really surprising. Every time we have conversations like this, it then sparks more and more thoughts and emotions. It's like, I could go on for ages. Like, we could go deeper and deeper and deeper. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. In this series, we dive in with our guests to find out about their human experiences, the highs and lows of life and everything in between. We find the common threads that bond us all together as humans, and we understand and hold space for different and new experiences of this life. We ask each guest the same questions, with each person telling us their stories. These are their human experiences, and this is Diving In. That was nice. Yeah? It's cool to experience that. I was, yeah, wow. All right, let's go in for four, um, hold for four, out for four, four times. <laughs> let's get it. Let's go. I saw Rick Rubin do that on 60 Minutes. He was like, let's just meditate for two minutes. Let's just be in the present moment. And I was like, I love that. The content that the people really want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit you with the first question. Let's go. Let's, let's dive in. You ready? Let's dive in. Let's, I got All my right. feet wet already. Let's do it. Uh, what makes you happy in life? My dog. Straight up, Lola. Already on my <laughs> wallpaper. Every hour it comes up as a different photo He's of Lola. Just... This is three o'clock Lola. <laughs> uh, dancing always makes me happy. Um, I know it's very typical, but I think it's what keeps me grounded, which I find is happiness for me. What do you think it is about dance that just feels like super imperative to you? Oh, it's in a way my language, my expression. So it's where I feel most comfortable being able to just move how I want to move or how I connect deeply with my own emotions, how I connect with music. Um, And it's very like a sacred experience for myself as well. It's not for anyone else. Um, (laughs) Although, yes, I teach and I support other people but when it's dancing for myself it's truly for myself and now having become part of a dance community where I can teach adults as well is so empowering because I can inspire those people to also find dance as a safe space for their expression yeah definitely. so that full circle um is why it's been so important in my life what has been the happiest moment of your life Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a hard thing. Um, I think I can only draw on, I guess, more, more recent um, experiences. Like the little things make me happy. I think personal growth for me um, this year has been a theme of like what triggers my happiness, being feeling like I'm uh, in control or a bit more, uh, how do they say it? like empowered to set boundaries and things like that right. having my own voice i think is what makes me happy yeah. um it sounds really funny but i i've always grown up listening to other voices in my head and it's never been my true authentic self but now that i i know who i am and i'm not afraid of expressing that that's actually pure happiness to me happy moments i feel like yeah, the first one that really comes to mind, it's such a simple memory, but it's honestly just like um, hugging my family on our last day um, when we left the childhood home. This only happened a few a recent. few weeks ago. This is very recently. Very recent. We just had like a family hug and 
I think it was just happy because I, I just, I don't know, that whole day, like visions were just like flashing, good memories, bad memories in between. And journey. I think, yeah, I don't know. I was just hit with gratitude of like, look how far we've come. And yet we're so close as a family. We all love each other just as much, if not more. We're all healthy. Um, you know, my dad went through a cancer journey. He's all good now. I was happy in that moment. My mom was happy. They were about, they're going to move. They're living on a boat now. Mm-hmm. It was their dream. I got to see them now like part ways living out their dream. And I don't know. It just, that was really nice. Yeah. Oh, home life and family life, hey? As we go throughout our lives and we kind of discover and trying to find like who we are, is there anything that you found difficult growing up? Growing up as a male dancer has had its challenges. <laughs> it's um, It's a lot better now, but, you know, there is still unfortunately a lot of homophobia out there like in the 2000s as well it was definitely just a different time and yeah i don't know there was just a lot of prejudice around anything that had to do with men and anything that was feminine and because i danced in primary school that was rough high school i had a ball but in primary school it was difficult for people to understand why do you think there was such a stigma around that area don't think uh generally people would equate dance to strength and athleticism mm. they would just think of people in tutus you know <laughs> and even then i'm like but what's what's wrong with that i don't know i think it's just men doing feminine things it's just it's been fought against for a long time and it it's has. really only now where we're really embracing that being able to exist in the non-binary and embrace that i've grown up in a culture and in an environment where it didn't have much of a voice um and it was a lot of responsibility or expectation really just to fulfill like my parents dreams um what you know employers might think of me um so i think a lot of the struggle was internal definitely internal struggles um and also a feeling of fear so i had a lot of fear instilled into me as i grew up and that carried more and more um into my I guess, teen years as well. Uh, I was so afraid of my emotions, so afraid of dealing with sadness or um, not being good enough and all of that. And to compensate, I just overworked myself. Like the only way I knew um, to, I guess, distract myself was just to keep busy. So I kept working and working and working, which then turned into burnout um, and complete (laughs) exhaustion and just anxiety like such um high anxiety but i could never get rid of those voices in my head and it was always the decisions i made was for someone else where do you think those came from um i think culturally there is um a huge influence just Mm. because in the asian culture we have an expectation just to be the best of the best and emotions are not spoken about emotions aren't even really welcomed um to the point of i know i I got to a point i just couldn't hold it together in front of my parents and cried and like bless them but they laughed at me (laughs) for crying because they're like you never cry you're always a happy child but little do they know I'm, i'm the type that will just take everyone's crap on board and go to my room and cry. Like I know what that's it, like. Yeah, <laughs> that burden is just immense. And um, yeah, it's it's really, really tough. So 
Yeah. I think culturally is a big one. What do you think, especially with the cultural thing, because I 100% understand that, and I'm a part of like six cultures within my own <laughs> yeah. self, so I 100% understand what you're talking about. Uh, why why do you think that is like that, and where do you think that came from? Mm, great question. Um, yeah, I think only in my later years, I really, really thought about um, why my parents projected I guess some of this onto us yeah um and I really empathize with their struggle because they came from tough living situations like survival was literally their core purpose in life let alone them coming to a foreign country where they're really um put down and discriminated and dealing with all that crap so I guess that in a way they're trying to prepare us for the best shield us from the worst um but it doesn't always translate in the society that we now grow up in is there any one moment or period of time that you would say has been the worst moment of your life or the hardest time you've gone through oh that is juicy one thing i that came to mind was you know it's interesting this is in 2015 it's the same year there's a lot of highs and lows that year it was a big wave that was the year that my nan passed away right moving to the spiritual realm it was the a few relatives had passed before that in childhood, but with Nan, that was the first person that was close with that died suddenly. Right. I wished her happy birthday and she moved on the next day and my mom right. found her in the room. So I think there was just a lot of, you know, there was a lot to process. And I just remember maybe a few months later, the family had a big argument, a really big argument that ended with everyone leaving the house. And I was left, I was at home alone. It was just me on the couch. And I remember just bawling. Like I, I can't remember ever crying like that. Just like uncontrollable, like shaking, just, Ooh. yeah, just all, all coming out. That. that was a low point. Um, yeah, just, it just felt like a broken family just at that point. Um, that was pretty rough. There was a moment, I think I was like 21, um, where I think I learned how painful it was when someone breaks your trust. So I had a few things happen to me in that one year where I just realized people would do things behind your back. Um, a family dynamic is not what I would like, what I hoped for, wished for. Like it just sometimes is not possible and I should stop exerting all my energy into it. Um, and just watching even like without giving too much away, I guess like my family members within themselves betraying each other like all the trust all the secrets all the lies just exposed in that time um was really really painful what things from your experience do you want to change for the next that come mm, after you that's a great question um definitely projection onto yeah. the next generation just being very <laughs> mindful of that yeah um being aware of the sort of safe environment that I'm creating for myself will then at large be um, a safe environment for the next generation as well, or like my partner, my next family, like things like that. It's It really comes from self-awareness and how much work you do to overcome those traumas and break those generational. And know. it's work. Yeah. <laughs> it is it work. It is work. It's, it's a full-time like, job. Exactly. And it's, it's so painful I, it's a painful process, I do say. Like, and it it's not 
um once you get there you're there it's never ending like we have setbacks um universe throws us all this crap along the way <laughs> exactly so it's just like how do we really stay true to that and i think the bravery in going through those processes and in that journey the next generation has a role model to look up to i'm gonna ask this question even though you kind of have answered it anyway uh just in case maybe another answer pops up mm. have you ever lost anyone close to you oh. and if you have what was that experience like there was someone who i was friends with at school only a year after school finished, he died. He was found dead. Um, wow. Yeah. And I found out while I was at a nightclub, someone just said, oh, he's dead. They found him. They don't know what happened. And so I don't know how, why, how he left us. But um, yeah, and I hadn't really thought about him for a while. But just the other day um, when I was up in Queensland, yeah, just like vibing, living life. I just, <laughs> I just, Yeah, I was just living. And then I just had this moment of like, wow, like just being 25, being t turning 26 this year and just like knowing that Arvind, his name was Arvind, um, won't ever get to this point. I don't know. Grief's tricky. Um, it is. Grief is really tricky. And I've, I've, uh, what was the movie I watched where grief came up? It was The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Oh, a recent movie. Yeah, brother, watch it. It's good. Ooh. Yeah, that movie like dives into grief. <laughs> oh, it's just you know? diving in. <laughs> yeah, but it's that thing that just kind of comes up out of nowhere. It's like even with my mum, like, you know, she's happy, but then a song will come on and she'll just start crying and start Ooh. thinking about her mum. You know? And then again, going to gratitude, you know, I'm grateful that we had this, but dang, I miss her. And like a song will just trigger, I don't know, the funeral or memory of them. Yeah, it's interesting how like, we can think about a person that's no longer with us and and smile and and be warmed by it and be grateful and then sometimes just cry or just maybe sink in and and just maybe process how lucky we are to still be here and yeah just the things that they'll they never got to see i wanted to ask you what does the word pride mean to you and what has been your proudest moment this is not very deep, but my proudest moment. It doesn't moment. have to be. <laughs> whatever it is, is perfect as it is. My proudest moment actually comes back to one of the dance um, pieces that I choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this because, like I said, dancing is so important to me. Yeah. Um, and then for one of our end of year concerts, I did a Mulan piece. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Wee. <laughs> and it was, I was lucky because I had a good group as well, yeah. like good class. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, for some reason, I felt so connected to that piece. And it wasn't even, like at the time, I wasn't like huge on being proud of, you know, my culture or things like that. I was just like, you know, I'm feeling really inspired. And I feel like this is actually a very important um, piece to my um to my dance journey I guess and then when we pushed and pushed and when we performed it on stage the reason why I'm so proud is as soon as the last like note of the music finished there was absolute silence in the audience for like three to five seconds and I was like like people were speechless and for me that's like that means people were so connected to yeah. the dance itself and I never imagined I would have that sort of influence ever I feel pride now just being able to like sit here and just knowing that like I can share my story comfortably with someone who is my brother um, and just being able to 
be vulnerable with you right now and be okay with that mm. and not judge myself. I'm actually really proud of that for myself. Um, that's self-pride. Do you think there's any uh, relativity between pride and ego? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. 100% yes. But I think it's also what keeps driving our society forward though. Yeah. Like we kind of need ego and a bit of that competitiveness to keep innovating, to keep inspiring each other. So mm. it, in a safe space, ego is actually encouraged. Um, but yeah, it's just unfortunate that we sometimes utilize ego in a, a not so um, positive manner. Yeah, I think ego, as weird as it sounds to say it, I feel like ego has a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like, but I also think that that exists because the generations before us probably labeled it as such. Yeah. Uh, but I personally, personally, anyway, I, I don't think that all ego is bad. Mm. I, I believe ego is necessary in sometimes yeah. and completely unnecessary in others. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I, th I think it's definitely a give and take. Maybe pride is something that is authentically, unashamedly lived, mm. but then still perhaps other people will look at that as ego. So yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky uh, line to, to walk on that one. Yeah. Well, we're almost like through our journey today, oh, dang. Uh, but I'm going to hit you with a couple more before we end. Please do. What do you think the world needs more of right now? Compassion. Always more compassion. I think just respect, really. When we're not approached, we're not treated with compassion, we're taught to then spread that to others. You know, when we're given kindness we're more likely to give it out because we know what it is to receive it. The human connection, respect, like all those values is what the world needs more of or needs to hold, yeah, more space for. Yeah. Yeah. And with that answer, how are you going to bring that in yourself? If I'm able to be that, like one person that does it and can inspire others to do it, that's already enough, really. Um, I don't have to be going out there to, you know, make, like, to start a ride or anything. Like, if I can do it with my small connections, people will slowly build that into their systems and build on their networks and that will slowly spread. I think it all comes down to, like they say, one like the first step is like the most important step for, you know, your journey. Mm. Just, yeah, myself being that first step. Um, for branching out and networking with others and spreading that um, respect, integrity, human connection is, yeah, what I will keep doing. <laughs> what a beautiful answer. <laughs> I really try to do my best to, to see that everyone is just doing their best. You know, even if maybe they're not acting in ways we would define as the best, people are always constantly doing their best at any given moment. They're using the tools that they have Exactly. Yeah. I think I really try to remind myself, especially like if I find myself, maybe like, you know, like someone said something maybe not nice to me and I start like either making up a conversation or, you know, saying, like thinking of things that I wish I could say, but I couldn't, or maybe just like reliving that and yeah, imagining certain scenarios, like going down that loophole. It's just like, ah, oh, they're trying. They just maybe hurt. You know, I think it's just me. It's just remembering that. Yeah. I think we're all... People. 
you know, we we all don't know anything until we know it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like we, we don't know how to react until we get put in the situations and forced to react to them. Literally. And then from those codings becomes everything that we become as a person. Yeah, literally. And that's honestly like it, when I meditate, I try to send that compassion. Not try, but I do like, I'm always just like, I think of a human, I'm like, um, I send you compassion, whether it's someone that um, I care about and that's something that's easy to do or if it's someone that maybe I find difficult where I find, yeah, I have to work a little bit more to find compassion and send it. You right. gotta. I do strongly believe though that our generations right now are here to be the heartbringers of change. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us are understanding, you know, the things that should be changed. Yeah. And the things that we want to change as we pass on what we pass on to our next as well. I was thinking, yeah, like a lot of um, what we talk about, our generation and a lot of the movies that we're vibing over are about breaking generational curses. <laughs> Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Banger of a flick. I think that's very much part of the conversation. Definitely. It's being aware of generational trauma cycles and just breaking that so we can be better for this world. As we come to the surface for the last question, I want to ask you, what legacy do you want to leave behind? <laughs> That's so funny that you ask this. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to get a voice memo about this afterwards? <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Um, I really, I guess, kind of coming back to dance and community, I want to be, or I'm actually striving or already working on building a safe space for people to express themselves. So I want to be able to inspire is probably I mean, like you already do <laughs> Thank you. um but that's like the legacy i want to leave behind you know that no matter my dance story my work story my personal life story that inspires a little just a little bit um into someone's journey and gives them hope or provides them a safe space where they can slowly express and realize their importance in the world and their importance with each other um, with their, you know, um, their networks or their family and friends, things like that, um, is the legacy I want to leave behind. Honestly, I, I just want to do the best I can. And I really want to act in service of humanity, the planet, planetary health as much as possible. That's something I'd like to do. If, you know, I think, what was the movie I watched where the, oh, the banshees of Inishrind are like, oh, what kind of legacy are you going to live if you're just nice? And there's like this joke of like being nice. You're not remembered for being nice. People that are nice, like they're forgotten about in 50 years, which is funny. But like, I would love that to be a part of my legacy. Just, you know, a human doing his best to live in kindness and treat others and the planet the best way he can. That's the way I like to go about it and make people feel good. And yeah had really good times with other humans and animals honestly like just something along those lines that would be a sick that'd be a sick thing to put on my legacy tombstone that's pretty much a journey so how do you feel (laughs) 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 i feel good um it's just every time we have conversations like this it then sparks more and more thoughts and emotions it's like i could go on for ages like we could go deeper and deeper and deeper (laughs) (laughs) i think a part of this whole thing is also and like the whole diving in um setup is to give this person here 
a chance to take those steps off the hamster wheel and actually dive in like this because I think we don't I think one we don't pave enough time to do these kinds of things mm. and I think two the question has to be asked for a lot of us to actually then take it and do the thing yeah so I think as much as it's for you know the viewers and the other people that are watching and that will connect to it I think it is it is also just for this person to be able to have their own experience and look back on everything that they've done until today so Oof. thank you for going on that journey thank you for making me go through it <laughs> i will be uh processing this in this year tonight. <laughs> thank you for listening to their stories and for journeying with us our dream here is to dive in with people from all over the world people of all ages occupations situations people of all backgrounds and walks of life our ultimate dream would be to travel the world and explore people's stories to these questions in the places and parts of the world that they come from to search the world for different stories and witness how similar or dissimilar our experiences can be across the globe. Through all though, finding and understanding the commonalities we all share as humans and using those to thread us all back together.